0: This is The Voice of Business, a podcast from the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Worcester Regional Airport, in partnership with the Telegram and Gazette. I'm Dave Nordman, Executive Editor of the Telegram and Gazette, uh, joined on this Monday by Tim Murray, the CEO and President of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Tim.
1: Thanks, Dave. Uh, Thanks for for having me. And uh, again, I want to... Thank you and your team for the great work you're doing and helping share the, the 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 story and the fight against uh, COVID 19 uh, that's taking place with so many of our frontline healthcare workers, uh, people working a lot of supporting industries. Uh, you know, grocery store hero uh, you know go and, and hero, heroines a lot of great work and and thank you to you your team for telling the story and uh, sharing that with the public
0: I appreciate it and obviously the the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce is doing its part uh, on behalf of its members and non-members um, you know helping them get through this time uh, talk about some of the things last week we, we talked about some specific things and um, some other things that you you'd like to share with the audience
1: yeah well last week last week when we t- to show We were anticipating uh, the F- House and Senate uh, passing various versions of a federal relief act and then uh, getting it to conference committee. The good news is uh, that has happened. You know, the chamber team, we've been on the phone uh, with Congressman McGovern, uh, his staff, a conference call as well with uh, uh senator warren uh, later today we're on a conference call with senator markey and senator ben cardin from delaware to talk about uh, what was passed and the, and the good news is over the weekend the federal government uh, passed the sweeping cares act that's what the acronym is and it's coronavirus aid relief and economic security act the cares act and uh, there's a lot of components to that program which we think are going to be very beneficial in helping people and uh You know, first and foremost, those who have been laid off uh, and and are now unemployed, expediting that process, getting money out. Uh, Similarly, money to help uh, our hospitals uh, and others who are providing that frontline care, which is so critical uh, in in supporting them and then supporting our businesses. And the the Total CARES Act uh, is a $2 trillion stimulus bill uh, to kind of give aid concerning the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Title I of that is of the act is Keeping American Workers Paid and Employed, and it provides relief for small businesses and their employees who've been adversely impacted by the pandemic. The cornerstone of is the Paycheck Protection Program, which is an emergency lending program by the Small Business Administration. And it's a $349 billion in new lending capacity, and it'll provide loans to borrowers uh, during this time of economic uncertainty. The fund accounts for the vast majority of the small business assistance provided in the legislation And it's uh, got two goals. Number one, help small businesses cover their near-term operating expenses during the peak of the crisis. And then uh, provide an incentive for those same employees to try to do everything they can to help retain those employees. And as quickly as, as the government has acted one of the things that they have done is they're going to they're going to deputize many of our local banks to come out and administer that program and just today i was talking to a couple of area lenders they're already getting those phone calls dave and and people reaching out but they still haven't even gotten the regs from the U.S. Treasury Department. So it's going to probably take a little time before our lenders can kind of step in and uh, be that um, uh, force multiplier, if you will, for the SBA. So, again, we're encouraging people to go on to the SBA.gov website, uh, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, fill out the worksheet and the instructions, and get in the queue because – Once you've done that, uh, we we believe that it will help your banks, whatever bank you may choose to go to if if you don't use SBA, to expedite things uh, as well. So we think that would be helpful. The way this program is going to work, it's a a partial revenue replacement program to allow businesses that have been uh, impacted to kind of – uh hold on throughout the the, the the period of this disruption without making you know drastic changes in their in their footprint operations and and staff so um, it targets businesses. Uh, 501c3 nonprofits, uh, tribal businesses, veteran organizations with 500 employees or less are eligible for this uh, federally insured, partially forgivable loan uh, that covers uh, short-term operating expenses during the crisis. The maximum loan is equivalent to 250 percent of the employer's average monthly payroll costs or 10 million dollars, whichever is less. And pay- payroll uh, costs are uh, defined broadly to include wages, salary, retirement benefits, uh, health, uh, contributions, health care benefits, covered leave, and other expenses, and it uh, has um, allows now for uh, borrowers, including six to twelve months of deferred repayment and fee waivers, and a streamlined application so again it's it 's something that uh, yes you as a business owner you 're taking on debt, but uh, you have the ability to defer that, and aspects of it may be forgivable. Uh, Borrowers are eligible for loan forgiveness equivalent to the sum of uh, the spent on covered expenses during the eight-week period after the loan is, is originated. And those covered expenses are the bulk of typical business costs, operating costs, payroll, rent, utilities, mortgage interest obligations. So to qualify for that uh, forgiveness, employees must maintain their pre-crisis level of uh, full-time equivalent employees or face a reduction of forgiveness proportional to the reduction in headcount. So it's not saying you can't lay off, but the amount is forgivable will be Uh, adjusted accordingly. So uh, since many businesses have already been forced to make staffing reductions in response to the situation and lost revenue and and loss of customers, the legislation includes a clause that allows them to qualify for a loan forgiveness if they've rehired back to pre-crisis levels by June 30th. So again, time to sort that out, time to make some decisions, but it is going to take a little bit of time for this money to get out. We're hoping, you know, within 30 days that a lot of this can be finalized, streamlined, and, and, and dollars can be out there. In the meantime, for Worcester area businesses, uh, there's a mini grant program for low, moderate income businesses. Please, uh, uh I think go on to the uh, city of Worcester website or or, uh, contact us at the chamber. We can get you more information in that, uh, as well. Um, as it relates to our our chamber events, you know, we, we run over 200 programs and events a year, Dave. And, um, it uh, we're not gathering people in the traditional way, given all the the the, the healthcare uh, recommendations and things. So we canceled all of our events for March. We are also canceling all of our events for April, uh, and at, not necessarily canceling. We're transitioning many of them to online. So please go on to the chamber website to see when those. Uh, chamber programs and events are being uh, transitioned to webinars, some are being postponed to later dates, but many of them are being uh, moved to webinars and conference calls, and we've added a whole bunch of them uh, as we speak uh, to answer questions from our members about how to access the programs, unemployment, and
0: all of these things. Yeah, that was my, uh, that was my question, is obviously uh, you hold many events, which we all attend throughout the year, but... Um, my question was going to be, and you answered it: is that the chamber uh, must be adding uh, coronavirus-specific uh, business release-specific uh, webinars and uh, um, to help um, businesses in the Worcester community learn and cope uh, and survive the, the the next several months.
1: As we speak, as we're taping this, we've got 400 businesses that have uh, signed on to a webinar today for our uh, HR Human Resources Roundtable, which we usually run every couple of months. Bowditch and Dewey, uh, local law firm, Bowditch is the sponsor of that. And some of their staff are going to answer and make a presentation on how employers uh, can address their employee needs, make decisions in the legally uh, appropriate way, uh, and try to navigate through this crisis. We also have uh, several. Uh, webinars, conference calls uh, set up for the the remainder of the week. We'd encourage people to go on WorcesterChamber.org to learn about those. As we uh, announced at the beginning of this crisis, the Chamber has made the decision to open up our services to non-Chamber member businesses. We are a a membership-based organization. People pay dues to access our services, but to meet our broader mission of advocacy for the business community and with the Hope that whatever we can do to help businesses hold on during this crisis uh, will help them and, and increase the chances of them staying alive. We've opened up our services. Yeah,
0: you get a lot of uh, you must get a lot of questions um, from people that call every day, and not to put you on the spot. But so, what are some of the the frequent questions and and your answers? answers to those questions.
1: Well a lot of it is kind of answering, you know, there's been talk about this SBA program and and right out of the gate the uh, economic injury disaster loan program was made available and in, in, in the sense that everyone knew something was coming and that this would be one of the major ways that help would be administered. So it was beginning to answer questions about the the, the, the federal SBA program. Uh, initially, the state also put out a program through the Mass Growth Capital Corporations, uh, also a grant program that they are recapitalizing as we speak. Uh, but that ran out of revenue very quickly. The, and that was uh, the 2020 Small Business Recovery Loan Fund. Uh, we've got the city that's done the micro so we've micro grant program so we've answered a lot of those questions and then there's questions about you know many of employers unfortunately had to make the decision to lay off and how can i get accurate information to my employees about how they can file and answer any questions and so again that was an area that we were able to provide information uh, is- issues around you know uh, medical leave you know, family medical leave paid leave Again, if there's somebody who is sick as a result of the COVID 19 and needs to self quarantine, trying to answer all of those questions. And
0: uh, and April 1st is um, a lot of these small businesses, their rent is due on April 1st and their rent will be due on May 1st.
1: Right. And and those are some questions we've gotten the last couple of days. Uh, You know, property taxes, things coming up like that. Uh, We've been, we advocated and we're on the phone with our. Worcester legislative delegation this past week, uh, the governor's filed legislation that would allow cities and towns to waive uh, interest and penalties and, and allow for deferments, so, you know, on 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 property taxes. So these are all things we're trying to uh, get information out on. Uh, and and then you know this past week, Dave, uh, you know we were. You know, some of the local area hospitals and health care providers, home health care operations, which are an important part of this crisis and avoiding the crisis from getting worse, you know, home health aides going into homes with people who are sick. Well, they need, you know, personal protective equipment. Uh, but first, we wanted to make sure we are our frontline. And it was really inspirational to see local companies, FlexCon, for example. Uh, I was on the phone a couple times this week with Neil McDonough and, and their family is just incredible employer and just. Philanthropic uh, uh, in this community, their philanthropic work in a variety of ways. But you know, within uh, 36 hours, they had been able to stop parts of their operation and begin to make these face shields, which are now being used at St. Vincent's, being used at UMass Memorial, being used by the Visiting Nurses
0: Association and others to meet the need. That that was my again, uh, always answering the question before I ask it, and, the, and my question was going to be obviously uh, being in tune with the Worcester business community and the and the manufacturing base that we have here was are there uh, Worcester area businesses where, where where you see GM and Ford and some of these big national companies transfer uh, transferring their manufacturing base to to help with um, with the medical industry but like you said it's happening right here in Worcester
1: yeah people stepping up you know we, we've seen stories of people you know making uh, masks in their sewing kits but we also had a member a chamber member business the salmon Health, which provides a lot of uh, senior living, assisted living, so, some nursing home facilities, uh, they reached out to us a week ago, uh, and they had... Uh Got basically uh, work with somebody with three how they could use three D printers to make many of the masks and we put the word out and a number of people three D printers small businesses are doing that again providing them to our healthcare providers so there's a way you know really a a number of ways that people are stepping up to to meet the challenge and uh, that's encouraging to see and then you know uh, the the Worcester together the effort the, the fundraising effort the joint effort being done by the United Way of Central Massachusetts and the Great Oyster Community Foundation. So many of our member businesses and organizations have stepped up. Uh, I know Barbara Fields from the Great Worcester Community Foundation uh, was on uh, with Hank Stoltz uh, this morning, $2.5 million raised to date. The United Way to give up money for immediate needs, and the Greater Worcester Community Foundation will work with organizations and people on longer-term needs as the crisis uh, prolongs. So a lot of stuff happening, but again, we just want to make sure people uh, are aware of some of the opportunities uh, that, that, that we can provide to help people at the chamber. If there's any questions, uh, please go on our Chamber website, WorcesterChamber.org. If people want to get on our special edition daily email, they can email us at info at chamber.org or call us at the Chamber, 508-753-2924. Um, and then just uh, I want to plug uh, you know an organization that the Chamber helped start in partnership with the Health Foundation of Central Mass is called the Worcester Food Hub. And that is a commercial kitchen where individuals and people who want to create a business or commercialize a recipe or foods that uh, that they have interested in. And we've been able to create a lot of small businesses working at the food hub. We actually get trained in how to scale and, and sanitation and uh, and getting the right certifications and permits. But the other side of the food hub business is also working with regional farmers and connecting them up and finding them buyers of their their crops. And that includes the Worcester Public Schools. It includes major hospitals and colleges. And another component of it is people can also, individuals can order uh, grocery bags. And so if people go on WorcesterFoodHub.org, they can, and then they can go up to Greendale People's Church and they'll bring it right out to you. You get a bag of fresh groceries uh, from food suppliers, farms across the region, and we have more farms in Worcester County than any other county in, the, in Massachusetts. and it's a great way to support those farmers, eat healthy, uh, and um, uh, support those farmers. So WorcesterFoodHub.org, uh, this past week, my wife, Dave, picked up the, the package and I got home uh, and... Uh, I busted open the lilac hedge farm bacon and eggs <laughs> and made an old school dinner for for the family. So a lot of great stuff spaghetti squash uh, was a hidden hidden MVP in that so I hadn't had that in a long time so was uh, Yeah, and
0: and finally um if you're not making uh your own food um you know, obviously a reminder in uh, in the Telegram because that has been uh, an advocate of this uh, for the last several weeks. But um, if you are going to uh, – if you're not going to make your own food, it's an opportunity to support some of the small uh, and many restaurants in the Worcester area.
1: That's absolutely right and, and encourage people to – Think about their neighborhood small businesses that really are the cornerstone of our neighborhood and town business districts. Think about how you can support them, whether it's a gift certificate or takeout uh, where they're open. Uh, You know, this is really uh, they're usually there when we're looking for sponsors for school events or sporting events or uh, various uh, important initiatives that uh, walks for the homeless or whatever. Uh, These same businesses now need our help. And so just really encourage people to think about ways in their spending that they can support our local businesses.
0: That's Tim Murray, CEO and president of the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for joining us as always, uh, Tim. We will uh, we'll do it again next week.
1: Appreciate the opportunity, Dave.
0: You've been listening to The Voice of Business, a podcast from the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Worcester Regional Airport, in partnership with the Telegram and Gazette.